Hey everyone and welcome to eTalmud 2.0. We are going to learn Chagiga, Yud Beis, Amud Beis 12b. Um, and we're starting from the very top, very beginning of the page. Alright, so we're in the middle of talking about the first verse of the Torah. It says, Breshi bara Elohim, in the beginning God created eight Hashemai Veda Aretz, the heaven and the earth. And we were talking about why do we need the word et Hashemayim, ve'et ha'aretz. The word et doesn't, is a connecting word. It doesn't really mean anything in Hebrew. And if that's the case, we know there's no superfluous word in the Torah. Why do we need to say et Hashemayim, et the heaven, et ha'aretz, et, et, the, et the land? Right? Why don't we just say, say shamayim ve'aretz, the heaven and the earth? So we explained that we said the word, we put the word et in in order to make it very clear that Shemayim and Aretz, heaven and earth, are not, not are not God's name, but rather it means God created the heaven and the earth. But now the question is going to be, now we're going to begin, et ha'aretz lamali. We can understand why it would say et ha-shemayim. Um, you know, et the heavens, because that was coming to teach us that it's not that in the beginning God whose name is God create God whose name is heavens created, but rather that in the beginning God created the heavens. But once we have the word et for as a um, you know right before the word heavens, why do we also need to use the word et right before the word earth? Once we know that the word heaven is not a name for God, but rather what God created, we would know earth is as well without. Um, the word et before it. So that's the question here. Et ha'aretz lamali, why do we need the word et? So we answer, lahakdim shamayim la'aretz. It's in order to teach us that the heavens were created um, before the earth. So it's there to give us that order. If you didn't have the word et, then it could be understood that God created heaven and earth at the same time. All right, now we're going to continue on with the next verse in the Torah. The earth was chaos and, 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 and darkness. So let's see. The Torah began its description of creation by saying, in the beginning God created heaven and then earth. And then the second verse is, and the earth was, or the land was, Why is it, after mentioning heaven's first, it's the description of the of the earth that comes first and not the description of the heavens that come first. So we answer, Tana Devei Bishmael, Bishmael explains, It's like a king who tells his servants, Tomorrow morning, please get to my door very early. Hishkim, the king got up, and he found both his female servants and his male servants there very early. Who will he praise? It's the ones that don't usually get up early to come to the king and serve the king. And yet this time they did. And who is it that usually does not begin their work extremely early with the king? It would be the women, not the men. So it's the women that are going to be praised. So so too here. Yes, God created the heavens first, but the heavens are considered to be serving with more alacrity than the earth, which represents human beings. So what we're saying is, is the fact that the earth was created, you know, the earth came and was created and was dealt with so quickly, meaning like that the earth figuratively came so quickly, even though it's not the one that would usually come quickly, unlike the heavens. So we're going to discuss that first. We're going to discuss the earth first. Tanya, we learned in a brysa. 
Rabbi Yosi Rabbi Yosi says, Woe is to the creations that see, but they don't know what they are seeing. Or the creations that stand and they don't know upon what they are standing. So the earth, upon what does it stand? Upon pillars. Okay, so all this has much deeper understanding. Much deeper meaning if you take a... If you understand it on a deeper level, but we're just going to translate it um, superficially today. So the earth lies on pillars. Shenemar, as the verse says in um, in Job in um, in Eov, Hamargis Eretz Bimakaymav Amodayis Palatzun, who shakes the earth from its place and its pillars tremble. Amudamal Hamayim, these pillars they stand upon the water. Shinamar, as the verse says in Tehillim and Psalms, to him who spread out the earth upon the waters. The waters stand on mountains. Shinamar, as the verse says also in Tehillim, that it's upon the mountains that the water stands. Harim Baruach, the mountains stand on the wind. Shinamar, Kihine, Yotzer, Harim, Ruach, behold, he forms mountains and creates wind. Ruach b'sa'ara, the wind stands on the storms. Shema ruach sa'ara osadvaro, the wind. The storm does its bidding. Sa'ara tzliya b'zara and the storm that is um, hanging from the arm of Hashem. Shema mitachas osalam, as it says, and from beneath are the arms of the world. And that's a continuation of that verse that was speaking about the storm. Um... Okay, um, and the sages say, and the sages say, Al Shneimasar Amudimomadis that the earth stands on twelve pillars specifically. Shneimar Yatzeg Velosamimis Barbenei Shalos. It says that um, again, this is in Devarim, in Deuteronomy, he set the borders of the nations according to the number of children of Israel. Um, so uh some say Shiva Amudim, some say that uh that there's seven pillars that the earth lies on. Shanamar as the verse says, Khatsva Mudah Shiva, as the verse says in Mishlay in Proverbs, it says she carved out its seven pillars. Rabalazabin Shamua Amr, Balazabin Shamua says, Al Amud Echad Bitsadik Shmo. The earth sits on one pillar, and its name is the righteous person. Shanamar as the verse says, Olam, and the righteous person is the foundation of the world. Okay, uh, now we're going to talk about, so we just spoke about what's under the world, now we're going to talk about what's above the world. There are two heavens, Behold, to Hashem your God are the heavens and the heavens of the heavens. Rishlakish says, no, Shiva, there are actually seven heavens. And these are the names of each of the seven heavens. Vilon, Vilon means, Ve'eluhin, sorry. Vilon. Rakia, Shechakim, Zvul, Ma'on, Machon, Aravos. So the translation of this is the curtain, the sky, the mills, the residence, the abode, the arsenal, and the plains. So now we're going to talk about what each one, what the function of each one of these heavens is. The curtains are not used for anything. But they come into the universe in the morning. And they leave in the night. And that's how the work of creation is renewed every single day. So I guess they do serve a purpose. But um, 
not as not on their own, but their coming and going is what allows the renews the work of creation every single day. Okay. Shavas says the verse says in Yeshaya and Isaiah who spreads the heavens like a thin curtain and stretches them like a tent to dwell in. So we see that like basically what this is is um, like a tent to dwell in a twin tent that goes in and out and that's how the world recreates itself. The Rakia, the next heaven, which is Rakia, which means sky or heaven. That's the one in which the sun and the moon and the stars and the constellations, that's where they are fixed. Shanam, as the verse says, as God says about the sun and the moon that uh, and the stars, I'm sorry, that God um, put them in the Rakia Hashemayim, in the Rakia part of the heavens. Um, Shechakim, the next part of the heavens is called Shechakim. The third heaven, Shebor Rechaim Omdos, why is it called Shechakim or, or mills? Because there, there are mills. And they grind the manna for the righteous. Shinemar, as the verse says, which means as follows. This is a verse again in Tehillim and Psalms. He commanded the mills above and opened the doors of heaven and rained upon them the manna to eat. Okay, next heaven, Zavul. The next heaven is called the residence. What is this? This is the heaven in which the city of Yerushalayim, of Jerusalem, the holy temple, and the built altar all reside. And Michael, the angel, or the great prince, he stands and offers upon the altar an offering. Shinamar, as the verse says, As the verse says, I have surely built a house of residence for you, the foundation for your dwelling forever. And that's where we learn that in the, the the residence part of heaven, that's where all of these spiritual aspects of physical things lie. And from where do we know that the residence, that the Zavul is called one of the heavens? So the verse says in, again, Yeshaya, look down from the heavens and see, from your residence of holiness and splendor. Ma'on, the fifth heaven is Ma'on, which means abode. That's where there are bands of, of angels that sing the song at night. The Chashos Bayom and Echvayr and Shalisoba keep silent during the day out of respect for the Jewish people who, who are doing their, their praying during the day. Shalemar's verse says, In the day Hashem commands, God's loving kindness, and in the night, God's song is with me in the heavens, right? So it's from the from the from the angels in the heavens at nighttime. Amri Shlagish Lagash says, Call Isa Peter Balaila, anybody that learns Torah at night, Hakashbarhu Moshechalabchutchazbayom Hashem gives him or spreads over him a um, a this kind of line of kindness during the day. Shnemar as the verse says, Yom Sabah Hashem Chastos, it says in the day Hashem will command Hashem's kindness, Umataam. And what is the reason? Then in the day Hashem will spread out his kindness or command his kindness. Mishum, it's because of the next part of the verse that says, because in the night his song is with me. In other words, we're learning Torah. Another way to read this, some say said, anybody that learns Torah in this world, which is like night, because we don't have clarity in this world. We only we see only very superficially, so it's like night. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Meishav Lachut Shalchasel Elam Abba Hashem will spread out for him 
a, a line of kindness for the next world. Shehu daim which is like day. Shinemar, and the proof for this is the verse that says, Yovamama yatsava Hashem chasto. In the day Hashem will command his kindness. Uvalailo shiro imai imi. Because, why? Because in the night his song was with me, the Torah was with me, I was learning the Torah. At night, which is a reference to this world. Amar Belevi Belevi says, anyone who stops learning Torah, and instead um, engages in words of just. Um, um, meaningless chatter. They'll feed him um, coals. Shinemar, as the verse says, as the verse says, those who uproot um, the tablets or the words um, through chatter, eventually the root of these coals will be their meal. And where do we know that this next part of the heavens, this fifth heaven, the abode, from where do we know that it's referred to as a heaven? Shedemar, as the verse says, as it says, gaze down from your holy abode from the heavens. And that is a verse in Dvarim, in Deuteronomy. Okay, Machon, the sixth heaven is called Machon, which means an arsenal. That's where the storehouses of snow and the storehouses of hail are kept. Also an attic full of destructive dew and an attic full of beads of water. The Chadr shall sufas ara in a chamber of just whirlwinds and storms. Uma ara shall kitar in caves of vapor. But also say in Asian, the doors of all the rooms that hold all these things are made out of fire. Shnamar the verse says, Yiftach Hashem lecha The verse says, Hashem shall open for you his storehouse of goodness. Which makes it sound like there's also storehouses that are not of goodness, which would be a reference to these storehouses, such as the storehouse of destructive dew. But now the Gemara asks, Hani birakiya isnuhu? Are these items in the heaven? Hani ba'ar isnuhu? These items are actually on earth. The verse says, Praise Hashem from the earth. Sea giants in all and all watery depths, fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling his word. King David beseeched God for compassion and um, that these items come down to earth and that is exactly what Hashem did. And that's exactly what Hashem did. Amr Lefanov, because King David said, Ribono Sholem, Master of the Universe, Lo Kel Chafetz Resha Ata, you are not a God who wants wickedness. Lo Yegurchara, and evil should not dwell with you. Which means, Tzadik Hashem, which means you, Hashem, are righteous. Lo Yegur, Ben Megurchara, you should have nothing evil that um, in your dwelling place. And that's what King David said. And, um, and that's why these things were instead brought down to the earth. For do we know that this level of heaven, which is the arsenal, is called heavens? As the verse says, May you hear from heaven the foundation of your habitation, of your abode. Um, so we see very clearly that this that the abode is referred to as heaven. Aravos, the last um, part of the heaven, is the called plains. 
That's where righteousness, justice, and charity are. Ginzei Chaim, Ginzei Shalom. Storehouses of life and storehouses of peace. Ginzei Bracha and storehouses of blessing. Finish Mashon Shal Tzadikim and the souls of the righteous. Veruchos Uneshama She'asi Lehibaros and the spirits and souls of people that will in the future be created. And the dew that Hashem is going to use to resurrect the dead in the future. Tzedek Umishbat, righteousness and justice are in this level of heaven, as the verse says. That righteousness and justice are your throne's foundation, and this is the heaven that's closest to God, so this would be the throne's foundation. Tzedakah is in the seventh heaven, as the verse says. He put on charity like armor. So you see, it's literally, it's what envelops God. Ginze Chayim, treasury of life. Dixiv, Klayim Chamakar Chayim, for with you is the source of life. So it's with you. So it makes sense it would be in the seventh heaven. The Ginze Shalom and the storehouse of peace. Dixiv, as the verse says, Vayikro Lo Hashem Shalom. Hashem called for peace to be near him. So again, near him, near Hashem, the nearest is the seventh heaven. Figgins, a bracha and storage house is a blessing. Dixiv, as the verse says, Hashem. He should receive a blessing from God. Um, and so we see it comes right from God, which would be the seventh heaven. Nishmashin sal tzadikim. The souls of the righteous are in the seventh heaven. Dixiv, as the verse says, May my Lord's soul, referring to the soul of the righteous, uh, may my Lord's soul. Um, this, by the way, this verse is from Shmuel. It's from Shmuel. Um, and um, this is a blessing that um, someone gave King David. And he was saying that may your soul, right, the soul of a righteous person, be bound up in the bond of life with Hashem your God. In order to be bound with God, you have to be in the seventh heaven. The spirits and souls of the people that will be created. Dixiv as the word is in the seventh heaven. Dixiv as the verse says, um, When the spirit that envelops them is from before me, and I made their soul. So it's from before me. God's God speaking. Um, so we see it's in the seventh heaven. And the dew that Hashem will one day use to resurrect the dead. That's in the seventh heaven. Dixiv, as the verse says, a generous rain did you give us, O God. You specifically, right? When your heritage was wary, you established it firmly. You can only say you if it's a reference if it's a reference to something that is very much connected to Hashem, and which would be the seventh heaven. There also are the different types of angels, the Ofanim, the Srafim, the Chayos. And the ministering angels, the Chisay Kavod, also God's throne of glory, Melch Kel Chayri Ram Venisa Shochin Alehem, and Hashem, the living God, the King, the living God, exalted and uplifted, rests upon them. Shinemar, as the verse says, the verse says in um in Tehillim, Solul Arochev Ba'aravos Bekashemo, extol him who rides upon plains with his name Ka. So we see that Hashem very much is on this. Part of heaven, the seventh level of heaven. We know that we know that this level, the plains, is called heaven in the Torah. Asya rechiva, rechiva. We learn it from Exer Shava. We see one word in one place, and another word in another place, so we can learn from them. The same word in another place, and each place it seems to be superfluous. That means we can learn from each other. 
Steve Hacha, it says over here, Solu la roche va'aravos. It says, extol him, or God, who rides upon plains. Steve Hassam, and it says there, Rochev shemaim be'ezrecha. And it says there that uh, he rides upon heaven to help you. So we see that where God rides from the first verse is in the plains. And we see that the, the and where God rides in the second verse is referred to as heaven. So heaven and plains, plains must be... We must refer to the plains as heaven. And darkness, cloud, and thick clouds surround God. Um, verse says, It says, God made darkness God's concealment around God, his shelter. The darkness of water and the clouds of heaven. And can there be any kind of darkness before heaven? The verse says, He reveals the deep and the mysterious. He knows what's in the darkness. And light dwells with him. So how can we possibly say that there's any sort of darkness before Hashem if it's very clear that he's the one that reveals the deep and the mysterious? There is no darkness in front of Hashem. So what does that mean? So now we answer, like, Kasha, it's not a question. Ha, this verse, which seems to say that only light dwells with Hashem. So now we're on 13a, on Yogimah Madal, Bevate Gavai, that's in God's most inner chambers, Habevate Barai, where the first verse that seems to say that darkness is around Hashem, that's in God's outer chambers. We'll stop here from today. We're, we're dealing with really esoteric things, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's good to even just learn, to learn them and get the translation and uh, familiarize with, with terms that are esoteric, even if we don't understand their deeper meaning at this point.